Everybody, get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Who would Rob Halford be if he if he was covering a comedian? But who would Rob Halford be? The Stephen Wright is funny just because of how Mont he's like, and but Halford has to after every joke go, oh yeah, oh Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Metal and Me, which um, I think after doing the Rogan podcast, some people have discovered it. I hope so. He's huge. I don't know. Is that his sh- the way his show... I had such a great time. Is that the way his show is all the yeah. time? Uh, it is. It's that way. It uh, goes between that and then being really goofy and goofing off with his buddies. So it's different. Oh, really? Sometimes it's like three of his buddies in there. Okay. And they all just, they're all just being little kids. It's, that's great, too. Yeah. So it's like either that or then when he has like like yeah. physicists in there or something like that and he talks very seriously and he just asks questions and he listens a lot. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. When I discovered Joe Rogan, I thought he was the most um, brutally honest, just truthful. I know the word warrior is crazy, but a freaking warrior. I don't know how else to explain it. Now, yes, he also had, I, I've told you stories in the past where he was, he wasn't darker. He was just set in his ways. Like right. we, we had a cheating conversation once. This is year. I was very young and I was, and I just got married and I was married and we just, and he wasn't there. You know, he's young. He's on TV. He's a good looking guy. He's built. He's just every, um, and I don't know if this was during his news radio days or, uh, or, uh, I think it was news radio. Mm-hmm. People forget. Joe Rogan's been on TV, you don't realize this, since the early 90s. Yeah, I, I used to see news radio, and I didn't realize later that when I started seeing UFC and stuff, I didn't realize that that was the same guy. Well, before that, he was also on this- Fear Factor, right? No, Fear Factor came after news Rob, radio. Yeah, yeah. Before, early 90s, I was up for a Disney show, a baseball show. I wanted so bad, mm-hmm. and Joe got the role. But they still wanted to use me, and they made me like some jackass, uh, like a the San Diego pitch uh, chicken, mm-hmm. right? Oh, was, so he got the role you auditioned for? Yeah, we both went in there together. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and part of me was like a little, uh, I guess the word jealous. Right. It's like he doesn't even watch baseball. Right. He doesn't know anything, but I know everything about baseball. Why would you? Um, but he just he there's something about him. Was that show on? Did it- yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and the girl, for, oh God, uh, Allie Went, Wentworth. I don't know who that is. For, she was on Living Color. She's married to Gakalakanakambus. Uh-huh. 
The fa- you don't know. Zach Galifianakis? No, no, no. Not not the actor. The politician guy. Oh, gosh. She was on In Living Color for a while. She's really funny. Blanca. But the show was called like Hardball. He met, we, we talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But he's been on TV since, I want to say, 92 or 93. Yeah. Joe Rogan has been on TV. Mm-hmm. You just haven't really recognized him, or he didn't stand out until uh, the fear factor. Right. And then the, and the UFC, which that's, I love him. Hey, he, he, uh, he makes, the, if he's he gone, he, if he's gone, that's, there's, he does a lot of the events. And yeah. Like half the ones he doesn't do are level down. Yeah, like they really are. They, they're not as exciting. You're not as informed about what's going on. He's so exci- he makes it exciting for me. Yeah, he makes it exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I had the greatest time on the Rogan uh, experience. And then what was funny is I I was in LA and I also had after the Stern appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, After, after, I shouldn't say Stern so much. We're in Opie Radio. I know. <laughs> Opie plays us. And I don't know if that's a, a bothersome for Opie and the fans, but it doesn't matter. I'm just being truthful. Yeah. Um, everyone knows you're on the Stern. Yeah, everyone knows I do Stern and Opie. And yeah. the big difference, to be honest with you, Opie, I feel like I'm going over my friend's backyard. Right. And I'm able to go far and wide and hang out for hours upon hours upon hours. Mm-hmm. And he's an old, old, old friend. And he gave me pretty much that first... Um, he opened the door for me, Opie and Anthony, to just come in when no one else would let you hang like that for hours and hours. So yeah. so I was in California. Um, the California heads, the writers, the producers, they all listen to Howard. So I was in LA. The Rogan Experience... Was so awesome. Now, before I went in, I just turned my phone off. Uh-huh. I said, I'm not going to be interrupted. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> I wanted, we wanted to text you the whole time and tell you what to say so we could watch you go, these fucking guys. And I told him, I said, <laughs> I said my my guitar player. <laughs> we were being out there like, I, we got to get together. And I was like, I'm not home when he's on. Yeah, <laughs> and I said, my guitar player absolutely is a like insane fan. And he went, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm like, no, 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 not like that. No, no, He no. just, he, no, he'd love to, and eventually you guys are going to meet. Yeah, I. It's just inevitable. It's not, it's like what it is is I go out and do stuff like feed the horses and stuff, and I go, now I got something to listen to. And right. I just walk, it's a half hour walking around, I go like, it's something interesting to listen to, and he's always putting new ones up, so it's. Yeah. It becomes such a part of your, you know, it's three hours. I do 20 minutes one day, 30 the next day. And his always three hours? Just a good three hours? Two hours, three hours, yeah. Okay, so I go on. I go in there. It's awesome say It's great seeing Joe. Um, I, it is great seeing I can't explain it. When I see him, I feel like it's that old, old friend. I remember we were just we were starting, and I've always rooted for him, and he's always just been someone I look up to. Uh, did you hang out before you started it a little bit, or did you just walk in and do No. You walked right no, in? No, we walked right in, and we hung out maybe Maybe ten minutes. Yeah, maybe ten minutes. Just talking. He's setting up things, and his guy is setting stuff up. And right. Um, so once the I had a meeting that day with a huge, successful head writer. Mm-hmm. Like his resume is ridiculous. Writing movies for 
huge stars, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And he, I have a meeting set up with him, which he went out of his way to change so he can, so he can meet me at like 2.45. And that's from your Stern thing? Yes. That you got that? He's like, oh, dude. And he actually knew me as a comedian back in the 90s, and he was always a fan, and he used to see me at the comic strip. And he went on, he developed all these TV shows, he's written movies, and all this jazz, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gone out of his way to make this moment to, hey, I really want to hook up with Jim. He told the agent, please make this happen. I'd love to create something for him. Yeah. And I'm meeting some other people. So I go in at 10 o'clock on the Joe Rogan experience. I finish at, I don't know, 12.30 maybe? 12, 30, two and a half hours? Yeah. And I didn't know if people liked it or not mm-hmm. because I just was, we were just hanging out. Yeah. I was just being me. If, yeah. there was, if there were circumstances where I get goofy and I'm able to go off the wall, and I go off the wall and we have a blast and everything's funny and then yeah. we get into conspiracy and he's not into conspiracy. He used to be. All right, well, he used to be uh, every, and all, now he's. Well, I think someone said something to him, or someone may have stepped up to him, or something happened. Yeah. Because he, he clearly is like, Jim, you know, that stuff will obsess you. And Joe, I, I'm not into it. Right. But I do, yeah, I do buy a lot of it. It's interesting. That's all it is. It's I'm, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's thought provoking. But he always says the same exact thing. Like, he goes, people, because he, he debates both sides of every conspiracy with one guy there, he'll kind of be like, He's just saying. Um, he's just bringing up a point. Sure. He's just kind of like making the right the the opposite side, you know. Yeah. So you know, he brought up Kenny, <clears throat> and I remember going, you know, people haven't listened to that whole speech. Mm-hmm. That whole speech. Did you listen to it? I just heard the part you guys played. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he called out a lot of things. It was like no wonder he was going to get whacked. Yep. So um, we finish, and he goes, you know, Russell Brand's coming in. He's like, well, you know, once you hang around, you're gonna hang around. What did you do you want me to? He's like, yeah, man, to, to definitely. There's not a thing like, oh, Russell Brand's making his appearance and now he's got to share it. There was no like, did you think that maybe like? Well, this- I I thought Russell would not want to. Right. I, I never met him. Mm-hmm. Um. So when he came and went, oh man, I I just want to be in the court. It's his. This right. is his time. Yeah. I already had my time. That's how it started. When you was first in there, you were very. I want to be caught. Co- yeah, yeah, I want to be. I was in the corner. Mm-hmm. This is your thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I had my time. I and I also know this is comedians, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's an ego here. And yeah. and I, I get it. I yeah. get a hundred percent. So now we get into this, and now you know. Every once in a while I would giggle at at uh, Russell, and mm-hmm. he uh, he would turn his body language, just turn to me. He said, "Oh, all right." He knew I was safe, mm-hmm. and I wasn't gonna stomp on his parade. And um, next thing you know, Rogan goes, yeah, we got to end this, man. It's after four. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What? 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. We've been here like five and a half hours? Yeah. It's going to six. What? Oh, my God. Well, it was two three-hour episodes. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I, I literally, I turn on my phone, agent called 300 times, publicists called 20 times. Um, I see the, the the writer that's meeting me. Hey, this is my cell phone. I'm still sitting here. What? Oh, Did my. you miss the... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Not only did I miss it, it's just by over an hour. So it's, it looked like a blow-off. Yeah. A complete blow-off. 
So now I'm thinking of an excuse. I'm like, it's just no excuses. <laughs> you can't say you're someone else. What am I going to say? I was having a Joe Rogan experience. What am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to call my agent because I knew he would not. <laughs> I got a flat tire. <laughs> I knew my agent would not. Now, this is the first first meeting the agency set up. Right. This is first trust thing. Yeah. He's Ooh. like, I'm going to get you some real writers. Well, so I got to say, though, um, I immediately text the guy. Actually, I called him immediately. I went, oh, my God. I'm mortified. I've never done this in my life. I was my phone was off and I was I was on this podcast which means nothing to you. You probably have so many things in your life and I I'm just I'm ashamed. I'm so sorry to waste your valuable time. I'm on the way to my hotel now. I I totally understand if you don't even write me back, send me back, and I totally, completely apologetic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> text him the same thing, and he doesn't text back. Mm-hmm. So I'm not calling my agent now. My agent calling? I'm not calling. I'm not calling the agent. There's no. So I call my publicist. I go, Amy. She's you're right. Well, yeah, I, I, I just left the show. She went. Are you kidding me? You just left the show. I mean, it's four o'clock. I just, I got there at 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I said, I text the guy, I wrote him. I go, you know what? If he really wants to write for me, he'll get back to me. This is a good way to weed them out. And yeah. And I did everything I can. I apologize. I said, I'm not calling the agency. She goes, oh, they're calling me. Where is he? I go, I don't know. I've never had this problem. I feel like a little kid in trouble now. <laughs> totally a little kid in uh-huh. trouble. And <laughs> my manager was, it was going there to meet him and. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, dude. It was so. Did your manager meet him and you weren't there? Um, no, no, no. You know what? This is the one where my manager didn't go. I take oh, okay, that back. Okay, okay. So I called my manager, thinking he was there. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I don't even know about it." That's how last second this guy yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> As I'm riding home, I get the text from the guy. Bing. Hey, man, no worries, no worries. Uh, everything's cool. Hey, let's try to hook up one of you around. I end up talking to him the following morning. He uh-huh. came to he came to my hotel. Yeah. Um. But that's how good and that's how much of a great time stimulated. Mine yeah. was stimulated on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Now yeah you, you wrote me the next, it was yeah. four in the morning and you're writing me going like. Because it was 1 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still up. I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. I was so stimulated. Uh-huh. My mind was, was just stimulated. I haven't had a conversation like that. <laughs> but I didn't realize, uh, I, I'm excited for Joe. That's a. I think him and his followers are going to go in places, I don't want to say revolutionary, but close to it. Yeah. And know what he talks about a lot is that the, uh, how like almost barbaric our system of voting for a president is like in having, like, he's just like, why are we doing, we got online. There's got to be another way to do this. Did everyone just pick? Well, there is. And then eventually what will happen is. The real system of what controls everything will be exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, people are that dumb. Yeah, yeah. Every you're just you don't get that. <laughs> all you gotta do is win this state and this state and this state. Yeah. it's worth more than all of you. Mm-hmm. It that is not democracy. You right. You bananas. It's there's, not. It's not democracy. You lots said, of oh, rules. Demo-. No, you're not. There's lots of rules to make it sort of rigged. Right, but. 
they're all a million different rules, and then they're kind of like, no one's going to figure this out. No one's going to figure it out. Just keep them busy 24-7, 24-7 news, 24-7 pop-ups, 24-7. Keep them occupied, non-stop, right? And like seeing non-stop. who's winning what state, it's like a horse race, and everyone's, yes. just, everyone's just eyed. Yeah, the latest polls came in, uh-huh. and don't even think about it, because he's ahead by at least 20%. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like a sporting event. It People is. are just like, it's, it's your team versus the other team. And that is the the madness of it all. And that's why I don't, I don't get involved. Yeah. I just watch everyone go, kill each other. But it, what, what fascinated me too about the Joe Rogan experience, um, completely different audience than than anywhere else. Yeah. Not one of them were like, hey, I heard you on Howard and I listen to you O and A all the time. Hey, I listen to you on here all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so glad you finally been. There was, it was just all about Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because there's... There's the whole group that went over to podcasts, and I'm kind of one of them. It's like you go and you listen to podcasts, and you don't listen to those other things so much anymore. So it's like now it, people don't realize it, how huge certain podcasts are. Like huge. enormous. And Mark Maron. Is, yeah. And it's not like – I don't know why. I don't know why it's so hard for people to recognize that like oh, – but he's not on terrestrial radio or anything like that. It's like – but maybe there's just no – Way of calculating who has the most impact or the you most. You can listeners. never be that honest on terrestrial radio ever because you're run by advertisers, right? And if I'm advertising, you're not going to be able to say certain things. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but it's there's this whole this whole generation now. Yeah, that they're doing it this new way. Yeah, and they don't care about the ratings on TV no. and stuff. It's just like it's who almost, cares? Yeah, it's like this. It's like this following. I. I don't care. We're just building our own audience. Mm-hmm. And if, no matter how small it is or how big it is, I'm very comfortable around them because right. they listen to our conversations. Exactly. So they're part of our comment. D in Colorado, by the way, you, um, I guess he had a fund, fund, GoFundMe thing. Uh-huh. I didn't even see it. And he, he apologized to me. He's like, I'm so sorry. I asked you to retweet. I didn't even see the retweet. I have to apologize to you specifically because. Not not to sound pompous, but I, in the last two three weeks, I can't keep up with the amount of tweets. I I I, I, just, I can't or texts or texts. I just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Even my band member, even these guys, <laughs> you guys piss me off with that. I know, you I wanted piss to piss me off <laughs> to the point say, where I'm going to say something. I, I, I it don't pisses know. me off. You know how much I think about going. Maybe we should take Jim off of this or or going, let me ask Jim a question on this, but there's no reason to because I know you're not looking at I'm it. I'm not looking at yeah. it. You guys all start talking about it and you're talking about nothing. But do you realize that it starts about something that is, it starts about like a logo and what we want the logo to be on the bass drum and then it gets into other stuff. Yes. And, <laughs> and and then it goes into nonsense and kidding around, and I'm dealing with five different responses uh-huh. every three minutes. So now, you know, my wife's texting me or someone. is 80 messages, mm-hmm. and I can't. <laughs> I know. It pisses me off. Hey, we got to have a band meeting about We have to have a band meeting. It's the first thing that's driving me nuts. <laughs> And I know you guys think it's funny. You, guys think, it's, <laughs> know, you no. think it's hilarious. I think it's funny that I, I don't know what's funny about it because I sit there and I'll wake up yeah. and see 15 and I go click. I just click and I don't I, read I them. I just delete it. But then I go, then I'll like look at me. I might look at the last one or something like that to see what, what it started. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And if it's like, 
amps. A lot of times it's about what amp do you want? Or what Where do you want this? What kind of drums does Eric want? And yeah. things like that. But then I guess that's mainly emails. But the text ones are, it's someone sending something. <sighs> and when it goes into a different direction, it's like Eric goes, can we play on the Kiss Cruise? Yes. <laughs> that's when it went all over the place. <laughs> right. So we st- we all start making references to Kiss things. That- and I will try to play on the, you know, I guess I'll try to book the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I had to- oh, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> gosh. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, hey, 1067 Rock, wherever that is, is now playing old school. Thank oh, you. Cool. Thank you, 107 Rock. Uh, reading all these. Here it is. When did I do that podcast? Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It's now Saturday, and a majority of my tweets, and I say 90-something percent, mm-hmm. are still reacting. Because it is new to a lot of people. People don't necessarily listen to it right when it comes out. They might listen to it five days later. Here you go. 20 minutes, so Joe Rogan, 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 Joe, dude, I've got to imagine his tweets. Again, this all comes down to, I was, uh, oh, I, I talked to it, uh, one of the guys from Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah. the guitarist. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, too. And Stevie Jones of the Sex Pistols, he's got a show in KLOS mm-hmm. in um, L.A., what a blast we had. Yeah. What a blast. He said he was playing his guitar. He came, you... I, well, he took his shirt off. <laughs> That's like a good, an older good guy, podcast. heavy guy. And he's got his he's got a shirt, he's got a guitar and we riffed. He once once he knew I was ready to just play and riff. He was a blast to hang out with. I mean, it's one of the Sex Pistols. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It's like That's history cool. this guy. Mhm. So one of the punk all-time original as the did they create punk? As we know, so. Are they the Sabbath? I think so. Is Sex Pistols the Black Sabbath what of punk? What year is Sex Pistols? What year is that? Is that? Uh, it's got to be late. I don't know. 70s? I, I would think so. So our journey's about to begin. We have one more week of rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Then I am away. Soon as I come back, I land the 15th. We play the 15th, correct? No. What are we playing? No, we play the 17th. I play the 16th Atlantic City. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fly all you out to Chicago. Mm -hmm. We play Sunday in Chicago, early set. Yeah. Like one after, so early set. Then the next night is our first... um, Knitting factory. Knitting factory gig. Yeah. And if you're in the tri-state area, I'm telling you, this is going to be... Comedy, working out bits, musical bits. Paul Bond, by the way, who did the riff. You don't know Paul, but Paul did. Uh, I used to tour with him. He used to open with me, and we used to do bits together. Mm-hmm. He came up with the riff for um, Wannabe. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have him come down like the last Knitting Factory show. Mm-hmm. He does a great sting. Oh, really? So yeah, you know, and we used to... Um, uh-huh. I th- So he wants to come to rehearsal. Yeah. I said, come to rehearsal... He's gonna have a blast with you guys. Yeah, he's gonna that'll be cool. He's gonna have so much fun with you guys. So he's got he. Uh, I said me and Mike tried doing that a bunch of times. Mike can play Sting. He yeah. can't imitate Sting. Yeah, yeah. So at these knitting factories, 
Um, I'm gonna bring the puppets. Uh huh. I'm able to do interview <laughs> with them, and yeah. and uh, also we'll do some comedy covers, rock stars doing comedy bits. Right. What Craig Gass never got back to me. Really? Yeah. No. Maybe his name number changed, or he just doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. I don't know. If anyone knows Craig Gass's number, or reach out, reach out to him. Yeah, reach out. I really want him to. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. But I also have a friend that can do Gene Simmons. Oh, okay. What did you say? I yeah. we were talking. Part of the our tweet thing was I was like, I wish Jim would imitate Paul Stanley. I wish he would just memorize his rants and do a Paul Stanley imitation because we do it all the time. Me and Eric, we know all of his. Well, what, what, what like what he if on Kiss Alive one. Yeah. Some of the the first... Well, people get mad when you say Kiss Alive 1. It's Kiss Alive. Okay. Kiss <laughs> Alive. He has these rants that are like... They're legendary between songs where it's just like... My voice is shot now, so I can't do it. But it's like... It's all a... Uh, How many people out there like to take a taste of alcohol? And everyone goes crazy. <laughs> and he's just like... Yeah. I was talking to somebody backstage before. He was saying... You people like to drink vodka and orange juice. Everyone's like, ah. It's the most ridiculous thing. So it's, but it's almost like that vaudeville. How are we all doing out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. going to have a good old time. And he goes, do you believe in rock and roll? <laughs> <laughs> and is there music playing behind no, him? Or it's just nothing? No pulse, it's just no, him talking. It's great. Sometimes the drummer will go, after his thing. But it's amazing. And there's also a thing with, there's a, a YouTube thing where someone's shining a laser. On, uh, on him when he's playing live. This is pretty recently. Oh. And he starts going, he stops showing. He's like, hey, schmuck. Want you, yeah, yeah, you tough guy, whatever. He's like, right. he keeps calling him schmuck. Hey, schmuck. So we're always right. doing schmuck. And then at the end okay. of his rant, at the end of his rant, it's like, I'm going to shove that thing up your ass. All right, let's rock and roll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. He gets right back into his thing. <laughs> hey, schmuck. Take the laser out one more time, I'll put it right up your ass. Promise. Come here. Come here, big boy. Come here. Go out and get that guy. This guy's such a big man over here. What, asshole? What? Put it in your pocket or I'll put it up your ass. Okay? Be able to do a Paul Stanley. Who would he cover though as a comedian? Oh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Again, we got to find the voice for him. Yeah, he also has like a talking. His talking voice is more like a. He goes. He's like a Halford. He goes between. Yeah, he's his, got. He's got. I remember when he saw me at series. Like, hi Jim. Yeah, it threw me off. Yeah, and plus he had the makeup on. It just threw me off. He did. Yeah, the kiss was doing a town hall, oh. so they all came in his makeup, uh-huh. and they were walking by me. And um, he knew you. Yeah, I I like Paul Stanley. Uh, I like Paul. Yeah, I th- they're I mean they're one of my favorites. So. Really? 
Yeah, I go, that's who I first listened to when I was So a you'd kid. bug out if we can get on this Kiss Cruise. I would love that, yeah. Let me ask. Yeah. When is it? I think Eric wrote November. Oh, shoot. I hope I... Let me... Let's look right now. All right. Um, well, here's a good thing. We got on that New Jersey... Were we on it last time we talked? Yeah. Well, we got moved to Sunday. So we're on... We're If you're going to come to New Jersey, uh, we are now playing a festival. It's called the Rock Carnival. And I'm excited because I get to see Hailstorm. <laughs> Lizzie Hale. I can't... Well, I want to be on the side of the stage. I want to see that girl tear it up. Wait, do, do we know in order of when bands play or anything? Do we know the time? I know we're 4 o'clock. Okay. We're 4 o'clock on a Sunday. That's good. Um, I believe Limp Biscuit is the yeah. headliner. Wow. And... And... Yeah. So it's Limp Biscuit, and I believe... Uh, I want to say... Uh, Papa Roach is on that bill. Yeah. Papa Roach... I love Papa Roach. Yeah, that's one of the guys, when we talked to Killswitch Engage, they were saying that one of the guys you should, you would love is one of the guys in Papa Roach. He was saying, uh, it was one of his favorite people to hang out with and he was super funny. I, lo- I love them. Yeah. They came on my radio show years ago. Oh, right. And yeah. then I saw them on Shiprock and I loved, I loved seeing them again. Yeah. All of them. And I'm glad, I feel like they haven't, I feel like they were out of it for a little while. Yeah. And they came back and they came back strong. Yeah. They're good for them. I love that. I love those stories. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, the publicity is going well. I have no clue what the album sales are. I looked on the charts. I didn't see it anymore. Uh-huh. Did you? No, I haven't looked. I haven't really looked. But I, I just, I haven't really searched whatever. But again, you, you really, again, this radio thing, I am determined if I have to invest, come when I come after these festivals are done, and I guess these festivals are important. Everyone says these festivals are really important. So why are they important? Well, they want to see how you do it, the crowd, and how the music is, and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. and um, which I'm not worried about. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about that either. I, I, we're gonna have a ball. Sometimes I think that. What I don't know, like maybe like these are these are really important, and you go and do great. And is everyone it, loves it, and then after there's something else. But but you're not in the. This you don't zone. fit with this. You don't fit with this. Yeah, I'm, t- you don't I'm, fit t- with this. I'm tired of that. Yeah. No, I'm going to be very aggressive. I'm going to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe in this, and you got to fight for it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. No, it's going to happen. I still listen. Like, who's better than us? That should be on Octane and all the new rock radio stuff. Yeah. I truly feel that way. I'm not being egotistical. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, as a fan, that should be playing. So, I got some tweets too going. Hey, it looks like your radio team is doing well because they must have heard us on old st- on either Boneyard or whatever. Oh. That's because I was hosting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just so you're the radio team at this point. I'm the radio team yeah. right now. I am the radio team, and I and again, I have I had it all explained to me in order for you to get on radio. You need someone backing a lot. That could be the record company. That could be, and it's not like twenty grand. You got to dump fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars to make sure you're pumped out nonstop. And it's got to go through advertising. That's just the way it is. And then it's then you have to like, is the radio world going to get pissed at us talking like this? But that's just the way it is. I think new bands should know this. Everyone has to know this. Yeah, but new bands should know this. Yeah, we're technically a new band, right? Yeah, so they don't sit there and think. 
You're like, well, it, they're not played. Well, it, maybe they're not played because right. they're on a small label or they don't good, have a label. If they were good, they would be played on the radio. They'd be good. They'd be played yeah. on the radio. That is mm. 100% not true. To- completely. It's not true whatsoever. Right. There's a billion radio songs that are just garbage. And there's a billion bands that were not played on the radio for eight years, and then eight years later, they all of a sudden start playing the exact same songs that they that weren't good That's right. earlier. You and know? I, and, I, and I'm, I, I, I think it'll be interesting that when I make that move, and I'm going to make the move no matter what, mm-hmm. if I get invest, and I get to invest my own money, but I'm also then going to tell you know, management and whatever, like, listen, if I'm investing this, then you guys got to take a cut in whatever I'm giving you. Or do we all want to go in as investors here? Mm-hmm. Right. You no, know, I'm not going to dish out this, and then I got to pay you 15% for the... Ro- no, that's not how it's going to go. Right. That, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it? Or mm-hmm. does... No, right? No. No. I mean, yeah, that's weird, because... That's a weird place. What is that? How does that work? If I'm... If I'm... Okay, I'm going to manage you. I'm going to manage you, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... Mm. You get your 20% or whatever it is, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get my percentage, right? I and get 20% of you. Of everything I do, and then I go out and I invest into this, and then I get all these and stuff And all of a sudden it starts going And I no. start paying you for all the things that I got. Right. That's not right. It's not right, right? Nope. No, but if you got me on gigs, yeah. You got me hooked up with this event, yeah. So like, how does it work? If I don't you know. Go, you go, I went into DHA... And I got on myself on this festival, but they already have a thing sent with you that they get a percentage, correct? Yeah, you're right. Like, even that with my agency, I'm like, now listen, get, still, me on, get me on that. You sh- why didn't you book that on there? Why didn't you have that on your radar? I do understand their point from there, and they go, but we made your record. Correct. If it wasn't for us, ex- you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be- have been here. Exactly. So I get that, too. Yeah. So it all works hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all works hand in hand. But that's the way it goes, man. You got to hustle like that. Yeah. You have to hustle, hustle, hustle. I just can't wait. I can't wait until we're doing it. Me too. Because we have a couple more weeks. A couple more weeks. What worries me is we do these festivals. We do all this stuff right now and say everything goes good and they go, so this means that next year, this guy that does all these festivals, it's going to be great now because he saw you. And then a year later comes and they go, your song's not on the radio anymore. You're not in this. It's like, yeah, because that was a year ago. Um, no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm going to make that big push again, and these festivals are literally going to be booked up by October. Right. So October, November, I got this whole spiel teal. October, November, next year it's is- already booked. We're going to be b- booking for 2017. Yeah. <clears throat> A lot of bands are being booked for... You're going to see Volbeat on everything. and Metallica is now going out. And they're not going to play these festivals. Right. They're too big. Yeah. But you'll have your... Whoever's coming out with their albums. Our album's out, and we want to tour the album. Right. So um, we're going to be... I'm going to make sure we're on all the festivals. And I'm going to go, what about Europe? What are we doing? What's going on with all that stuff? And if I have to worry about... Radio, I'm telling you, I'm pulling the trigger. How much money does this cost? Right. And if I can't find an investor, I'll do it my I'll invest myself. I have no yeah. problem investing because I know everyone that hears it yeah. really likes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going crazy. No, no. I'm not going, no, Jim, those are those are yes people. No. Right. I I there's not yes people. I've I've heard it. The reaction's phenomenal. 
So I know now if this gets repetitive and I see it and I hear it in your head, mm-hmm. and they, now they're going to want to come to shows more and spread it more. And if it's worth getting that on the radio, where it's it's going to crush. It's going to crush. So how do you know how much is worth when people start coming out? What? Oh, how much? Is how much worth? is it worth? How much money is worth this? Because how much do you get when? I have to see. So you don't I know s- how much you're going to get back from what you put in. Like, say you go like, I'm going to put in twenty thousand because I know we're doing this, and I can see that that will come back to me. But if you go fifty thousand, you go. It only looks like I might be getting. Like I would sit there and look at this. I go, we're not launching a major tour until 2017. Right. We're going to do one-offs. Mm-hmm. And locals, Connecticut, anywhere we can drive to. What about Boston? Is that too far? No. That's four hours. Yeah, we can play Boston. That'd be good. Um, And that's what I mean by local. Four to five hours we can get to. Don't you play 930, uh, what's it called, 930? Yes. Yeah, we should do that. That's a rock club. We should play there. Definitely. Um, But that may be part of the tour I have in my head to start for next year, the quote, House of Blues style. Oh, right. So where we play House of Blues... Let's say Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Now we go to Boston, play the Wilbur Theater. No, we start in Boston, play the Wilbur Theater. Uh-huh. Or in New Hampshire. Right. And then now we're in New York City. Or Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. Now we play in Jersey. Atlantic City somewhere. Yeah. Now go to Washington, D.C., play the 930 Club. Now play somewhere in Maryland, another rock club that I played. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the, those dates are done for eight to ten days. Yeah. Now go to Florida, play Orlando, Hard Rock in Orlando, or House of Blues in Orlando. Go to play a gig in Tampa. Go play Miami, uh, Naples or Sarasota, uh-huh. Gainesville, Jacksonville, Ocala. You're out of there now. Now go to Texas, play all the House of Blues. There's at least three House of Blues over there. Yeah. So I, this is what I want to plan all for next year. But I want to plan this by October 1st. Yeah. So when are you thinking that is after uh, the Vegas thing or before the Vegas thing? What's that? That this tour you're looking at. Like they say like this eight days. Would that be? No, oh, after Vegas. After Vegas. I'm looking at March. So the, the, the stuff we do around here is preparing for. Correct. Vegas. Okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to prepare, and this is another different thing that's a little odd. People can't wrap their head around us. Mm-hmm. Like, even management blatantly told me, it's like, it's a little, they don't know. Even Chris doesn't know what he's what he's getting into. He doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen, nobody has seen us mix right. the, the comedy Including us. <laughs> well, you have. No, I have. Not with these, not with these, not with this with record the, songs. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, but even then, if you remember, we did Metallica, we came out with a song, we did Heavy Metal Man. Right, yeah. And then we did, um, 4 a.m. Yeah, the last one we did, the last one we did, we did have, like, we did Thrash. We did Thrash. And we had done Sugar Rush. That's right. Live, yeah. Right. And they were half-ass and not very mm-hmm. well developed. Right. But... We did it, and they stood, and they did it, and they loved it, and all that jazz, and I mixed storytelling and the stand-up comedy with it. Yeah. This is going to do that, but nobody has seen this yet. They're yeah. like, what? What is this? What? And until people keep seeing it, and we blow their minds. Well, here's what's going to be interesting, and I actually want to do, maybe this is a good thing to do in our, maybe it's rehearsals, maybe we actually develop it at Knitting Factory, is... 
in things like Sugar Rush where you are going to go off a little bit yes. in the middle yeah. or teenage girls. Yes. That will be imp- uh, improv. Imp- yeah. Like every time that's going to be a different thing. You're going to kind of wait Correct. to see what directions he's going right. in that. And right. I don't know if we practice that. I don't know even if you like doing that. If we're in rehearsal and you kind of practice stopping and do it. Because I know when we did 4 a.m. and we'd rehearse it, you'd kind of go... My mom comes in, goes like, you kind of blow right through it yes. and get to the thing. But then we go live, you go all dramatic I get, yeah. with it. And I it's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's adrenaline rush yeah. and, and I surf the crowd. So maybe the way is just have like, I'll start it like this and we come in this way. Or we come out of it this way and then you kind of go, what happens in there? I think we go back to the old system of... We'll find a pulse right. that allows me to talk and be funny and, and still do a hear bit. you. And know when an ending is when I've had enough. Yeah, there has to be me give the the cue of wrap this is the wrap up, and then most and we likely, all know what to do right there. And you all know what to do right there. Yes. Whether it's Eric going blah blah blah, everybody's saying that exactly. it's gonna be fine, but yeah. then I live in a house. So that's like easy. My- then that's an easy thing that to kind of be like, this is what we're coming into. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Sugar rush. See, that's what's gonna make touring this really fun. Is that it's yes. not gonna be like every night. It's gonna be like you'll be in your head like I thought of something for tomorrow. And we'll be <laughs> yes. Waiting, and then we'll all start. That's where we all start cracking. Well, up. think of this: a lot of people don't know that we played Ship Rocked, mm-hmm. and before oh. I watched Five Finger Death Punch, mm-hmm. and I I just viewed this is the thing we have that no that no one has that yeah. they're doing out there. So I'm watching the whole system of what it's like being on a cruise boat, and blah, 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 and I went and I said, "All right, we need to rehearse. I need to rehearse. We're going to improv." And you guys all looked at me like I went nuts. This is what happened: is where we have our show. Yeah. In a couple hours. In a couple and hours. And you go, Rich, <laughs> go see if you can get Rich a is, By the way, Rich is a comedian that opens for me. He said he would help us out in any way, shape, or form, yeah. like an assistant, whatever. So yeah. he went, he was, he went, and you're like, see if you can go find one of the rooms where bands play that they're not playing yet in the morning. So we went into this room that had all the amps, and we just start playing. You start going, uh, it's going to be... So what we're gonna do, right. and then you'll do this. We'll play this thing, and we started. Went we went over this little Don't thing. Don't be a D and I and C and K. Yeah, and then it just went back to this. Yes, yes, yes. So you say that, and then you go. We're gonna do that. That's gonna be song number three tonight. Or something like that. Yes. And that went on. That might have been 15 minutes. Oh, dude, that was at least 15 minutes. And we uh, we held court. It was the highest. It was the highlight of the show. It was the highlight of the show to the point. Where they announced it on the radio the next day. They (laughs) announced it on the freaking loudspeaker. loudspeaker About a cancer benefit. They said, today, it's a cancer benefit, da-da-da, come down, give to charity, this great cause. If you don't, whatever you do, please show up. Don't be a D- I C K. Oh my god! And the whole boat went. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I was in my room, like laying in bed, just like, what did I just hear? What did you guys hear that? <laughs> That's the first thing when we see each other. We're like, did you hear that? They told you tennis. There was. It's like they played our song on the radio. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that is something that we're going to bring to the festivals and to all the live shows and events. And then by the time we're headlining, 
This will be theatrical. Yeah. I have a whole theatrical piece I want to put to this. I'm telling you, I think I think people my age in their 40s with kids and all that are going to show up at these shows. We're at the House of Blues and all that. And we are going to we're going to blow people. This is going to be comedy, storytelling and and just tight pouncing awesome music and i i don't think people have seen this do you think the man- management and label uh, understands what you're saying like uh but here's the thing I did, yeah go ahead or do you think that they're kind of like jim's saying he wants to do this he doesn't know oh i i i pinpoint i there's there's two people management that i i sat down and went no do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and are you with me don't yes me yeah, we need to do this. I'm, and they go, no, 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 man. We, I, I totally, totally agree. Okay. Totally. I went, all right, but we gotta. I need to. We need to constantly discuss this. Yeah, yeah. I also explained to him, <clears throat> we're not a regular band mode where this is the way the product goes. Product comes out, you go on the road, and this is how you sell it. This is how you promote it. Product goes out, you go on the road. This is how you yeah. sell. This is a whole different gorilla. It, you're mixing two worlds. Uh, and you know, one of the guys even admitted goes, "This is a curveball for us. This right. is this is getting our juices going, and we have to wrap our head around what do we got here." But I, the networking is different for me. Like I don't know when they're networking. I know they are. Yeah. And that kind of maybe it's the control freak in me. Mm-hmm. I need to know everything. Who'd you talk to? What'd you guys talk about? Yeah. How we moving? How we get into this step? I want to get to this step. And be honest with me. Do you see us getting to this step? Because you don't. You need to get out of Mayo, and I need to find someone who knows how to get us there. Caggiano gets it 100%. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been telling me from day one, you need to you need to start. You need investors. Yeah. What do you need investors for us? You're going to need investors. They don't have money. What do you, yeah. Who doesn't have money? Because, you know, listen, you're in a great that you, you need investors. You got to keep, you gotta, you gotta keep this vision. Because you're not going to make money for a while. What do you yeah. mean I'm not going to make money for a while? Yes, I wish. No, you're not going to make money for a while. Because you're going to make money in like two, he goes two, three years from that, you're going to be making crazy money. How do bands, how, so that means other bands on, say, I'm going to not saying Metal Blade, but a smaller label, are they making a living? I have no clue. Is that possible? Think of this. Think of like Devil Driver and, um, and those bands, like who's going out with Hatebreed right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They must be to a degree. I don't, I don't know. Hatebreed, yes, they sell records. He sells tickets. Uh, Jamie Chester sells. Right. The other guys must sell, or, but what is selling? Is that, is that how much are you paying back to your label? How much do you owe back to your label, though? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Like I don't know anything to my yeah. label. I don't owe anything. Okay, but. They gave me money to make the record, but it all went to Casiano. Oh, they don't. They don't give. Yeah, but but they also have to promote you. They got to put in thousands of dollars to promote you. So then they're getting that back. I mean, they're getting paid for that. I, I guess just through record sales. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. That's what I mean. Is like how much? I, I wonder. How does a band do it? Yeah. Like once you, you're, there's this point where you just got to do it until you can actually make a living doing it. And what is that point? And that was almost like you take the meta- the old Metallica way. Mm-hmm. They were all underground, 
and they finally reached a point where it's like these guys are these guys are bigger than your radio bands. Mm-hmm. You need to start catching up and and acknowledge. Yeah, and maybe that's something. I was told that by one of my management team said. I see this coming to a head where it goes. Hey, listen, there's a wave that's fu- that is that is growing uncontrollably with this whole Brewer project on the loud and rowdy and it's comedy and it's metal and it's rock and it's it's a show mm-hmm. and you guys aren't playing on the radio and you know what he's going to stampede right by you and you better jump on that you better jump on the train right now yeah you know what it it could wind up being like a band that is just doing super well with the touring because of the live show aspect like the songs are great and all that we're going to kill live but then i can't wait to go live it, it's almost like the Grateful Dead is like, you yes. know, they're making all their money because the show's different every time and those people are just freaking out to be like, what are they doing? Right. What are and they that's, doing? that's what it's I plan. Metal, it's the Metal Dead. The Metal Grateful Dead. We're the Metal Dead. Yep. Yes. Quiet Mike. <laughs> Silent Mike. <laughs> Silent Mike. <laughs> no, no, it's Mellow Mike. That's Mellow. It's Mellow Mike. Mellow Mike. Mellow Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Oh my God. So yeah, oh. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, uh, that is. I can't wait though. It's just it's let's get to it, and let's see what goes on. Yeah, I'm sick of doing all this that I'm doing. It's like I want to make some money playing shows, and then we can make making money doing a podcast. Yes, if it all right, it'd be fucking great to do this. Yes, what we're doing now, and be yes. like, I got to go to work. I got to go to work. I got to yeah. go to work today. And it means you're coming over here, and we're sitting on my couch talking. Right. Right. Yeah. This would be awesome. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. As long as you stay entertaining and interesting. Well, that's the thing is that's where you go. It's great because we're so into it. We are into it. And that is the, a great reason to go like, okay, you do this for a while. You start looking at the next record to keep yourself into it. I'm already into the next record. Yeah. I already got... I already have two songs that are funny. You know, my favorite thing to hear, to be honest with you, in like in mm-hmm. a review or a tweet is, I hope he goes in the direction of Wannabe and The Unexplained on the next record. Yeah. And to be dead honest with you. That's what you've been saying you were going to do. To that's me. what I, th- this album, I had to make it this way. Right. I'll put on the real songs, which are old school, it's, I think it's our own style that yeah. old school, who's better than us, thrash. Put in the silly ones because people just need to hear it. Right. Um, the Sugar Rush and the Raising Teenage Girls, but the that unexplained and wannabe is in my head where I want to be. No pun intended. Uh <laughs> In the future with these records. Yeah. That, that would be, and and what an ideal thing if you, beca- it's just, this has so much potential. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know what, is it, is it a, a three-hour concert in the future? Where you come at seven o'clock and you get to see 45 minutes of just destroying hard rock metal with a show, like the Wiggles for adults, and then it becomes into a, Stand-up comedy show slash 
storytelling than ending back with it all mixed together? It could be. I don't uh, know. It could be this long. Like, it could be, it goes back and forth throughout it. So it's not like people's ears get tired of, gung, 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 right. you know, you'd have a little bit of that and then you kind of wind down. Right. It's, I was just thinking, as you said, like, is this going to be a three hour thing? It's like. It has that potential. The Joe Rogan podcast is a serious yes. conversation. Very funny. Yes. Lots of humor. And it's like a talk thing. This is like that for from a concert, for yes. metal. This is that for a concert. Yeah. Correct. I don't even want to call it metal. I, want to I don't say either. Concert. I want to say, I want to say it. concert's not metal. Yeah. It's not how right. It's just, it's just, it's a concert. It's right. a show. Yeah. It's a full-blown show. Yeah. My ideal would be... Th- the way you talk about the Vegas thing, that like that show, like a one man show with the band. To me, that's what it is. It's a one man show with the band. It is Rock of Ages. It's Heavy Metal Dad. Yeah. It's the Heavy Metal Dad tour. And although, and that's what it is. It's the Heavy Metal Dad tour. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it. That's it. It explains everything. So what? Yeah. Like, you don't even. Where do you even put that? Like that. That's like theater. A theater yes. you play. This always in my head is very theatrical. Yeah. But in the meantime, you got to play these. All right, we'll play with the what, Marilyn Manson and uh-huh. Slipknot. Which and I'm very excited to see. I want to see Hate Marilyn Breed Manson. and me too. I want to yeah. see all these bands. Yeah. And which also puts us aside too because we're fans of all this. Yeah. And we're, all, we're also like kids and we're like, oh, this is, uh-huh. we, get, we get to play and then we get to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited about just being there. I know. This is cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the festivals is... It might even be like that's the more fun thing is the festivals with other so. bands around. I think so. Maybe just us five driving around for yeah. three weeks might be. I might get a little... Oh, we'll kill each other. <laughs> I already see who I'm going to kill. <laughs> you do? <laughs> You're going to have your own, your own bus, definitely. Eventually, I'll have my yeah. own bus. Yeah. Without a doubt, I have my own boss. I want to know who you're going to kill first. Yeah, no, I already know I'm going to get. <laughs> Can we all vote on it? No, none of you will ever guess. None of you will ever guess. Um, I I can honestly say I don't. Okay. I swear on my I life. I don't I'm believe playing. you. <laughs> I will say this though, mm-hmm. what because of touring in the past and all that, and being on the bus tour and all that jazz, I can honestly say this will probably be so delightful for me because I I I'm more mature on so many levels that I know how to handle. Like if I don't like a certain personality or I don't like habits, mm-hmm. I should say habits. Right, right. If you get up every morning at this time and you like playing your radio a little too loud on mm-hmm. your headphones or whatever whatever habit you have. Right, right. I don't like that you walk around barefoot. It pisses right. whatever. Uh-huh. I'm I've reached a point now where I can go, I'm just I need to know. I know when I have to be on my own walk away right, 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 and right. just be in confinement. Yeah. Well, I think that about this group. We yeah. have. I think that that I think all of us are, in a way, loners. We are, and which is good for a situation where we're all sitting on a. We don't necessarily need to be like, yes. having to say something. To that guy sitting there, you could just let him sit there. Yes, and I think we're cool. all loners, and we're also 
everyone that I haven't seen it yet, and I, I'd like to believe that no one uh, is looking at me like you know if Jim says this, I, it's just like we're all in trouble. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that exists. I don't think it exists, but I don't know. Right. I like to think of it as we all kind of grew up together, and we all know. Right. We all know when to. All right, he's getting annoyed. Yeah. I'm not gonna. You know what? I. He's not in a mood right now. He's yeah. got this thing to do. We don't need. Yeah, it's just being per- perceptive. About but when we're together, mm-hmm. we seem to get along really well. Yeah, yeah. For now, at least. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But I truly believe. But you don't never, you never know who the sound guy is going to be and who the tour manager is going to be. <laughs> those guys could change everything. But those are guys that unite you too. Yeah. Right. We start talking. Can about we that all him. agree that he's awesome, or can we all agree that he <laughs> sucks? Exactly. I kind of want the dick, so we have something to talk about. No, I don't <laughs> want a dick, man. I don't want a dick. No. You don't want a dick. No, I know, I know. I'll t- I'd rather have the guy that's freaking amazing. We love him to death. Yeah, yeah. But no, I know what you mean too. But yeah, you have that dick that just—it could be a bus driver. Uh huh. Oh God, we gotta get in a bus with this guy and hear his bullshit and right, right. All right, I get it, I get he it. He doesn't You're... have time for us. Right. Yeah, hurry up, guys. I'm really tired. I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah, that when right. you're about to drive seven hours. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to hear that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I've had guys that told me multiple times, oh, I have no problem, so I got my gun right here. Dude, if you say you got your gun warmer, I don't need to know you have a gun. Right. I don't need to know your gun is there. I don't want to I had that. another guy kept saying whatever his religion was. He would say it 24-7. Well, that's because I'm this. All right. Yeah. I, all right, it's just all right. Mm-hmm. Can we stop here though? Yeah, that's the people to you eat? gotta get rid of. Yeah, I just want to stop and eat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the journey continues. I'm off to Vegas. I have to do a um, private show. I fly all, all the way out to Vegas, come all the way back Monday, the day of today. I come back today. Yeah. We rehearse tonight, we rehearse tomorrow night, and then Thursday too. Yeah, Wednesday I got a private show in Atlantic City. Thursday we rehearse and we're done. Yeah, and we might want to get together too for for someone practicing without the band. Meaning, like if you're around those breaks where I'm talking about, where it's Sugar Rush and blah blah blah, and you're, I go, all right, this is where I do it, and then you, uh, yeah, that would be a good idea. I think that's. You know what? We might even. I'll look into it. We could do a guest spot in uh, New Brunswick, the Stress Factory, and go up there with an acoustic. Like, can you give me 15 minutes on open mic night? Uh-huh. And we do, um, see, so going out. What's it all telling me? What you going to No, it's good. So clean. And I don't even have to be singing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I don't know if you know the lyrics, but we could almost acoustic style that and then break uh-huh. into, I don't know. Yeah, that stuff is always fun to do i like doing that i know it's like hard though you have your if you're the guy you're known as your you have your comedy thing that you're always touring for it's like people go to see that and i don't know what it's like if and i don't know is it better at a comedy club or is it better at a little rock place yeah the rock place expects rock yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying you can break that mold Mm -hmm. that's huge yeah so when you're you go away for two weeks, yeah, said, I, li- I leave July fourth, come back July fifteenth. You're in Japan. Bing dong, bong, bong, <laughs> dong, so there's no, we're not doing any podcast. That's no, too, yeah, yeah. no. So we're gonna be off. You guys could do your own, but okay, <laughs> if you want. But yeah. I say we're off. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we can sneak one in this week or before we go. Yeah, you should. We can get one before. We'll get one before and um, put the music on there. So, yeah. All right, let's go out with. Um, when unexplained. The, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'll tell you why I like the unexplained. Because when I was on the Joe Rogan experience, there were two songs I was done. There was two subjects we hit. And one of them was about being a wannabe. Uh-huh. And we never even discussed. Does he promote people? Yeah. I never promoted what I wanted to promote. Yeah. Well, and that didn't, it, not that it didn't bother me. I just wanted to be with Joe. And, right. Yeah. And I didn't want to come off like, you know, the reason I'm here. Right. Yeah. Even though. Yeah, I'm promoting the album. Yeah. Um, I wanted him to hear Wannabe, and I wanted him to hear The Unexplained. Yeah. Because it worked perfectly on that podcast. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who haven't heard the podcast, check it out. It's the Joe Rogan Experience. And if you haven't heard this song, this it, is where I'd like to go in the future. And this is, the, this is our intro. This song is actually our intro to our podcast. Oh, that's right. If yeah. you keep listening to the intro and you go, what is this song? It's this song. It's called The Unexplained. And originally, I can't wait till we do it where we do each songs and we talk about how uh-huh. dopey they were. <laughs> this song was called The Metal and Me. Uh-huh. The Metal and Me. <laughs> it started off with me as an ADHD kid uh-huh. in school that couldn't resist these riffs that were playing. And it would start off going, a riff, a tiny little riff. He's louder. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Yep. A riff. It gives a riff. And the riff gets louder and louder. Time. A sound. A crazy little sound. It turns out. I can't stop this song in my head. It's the metal of me. Metal of me. Wow. I like the trunchy guitars and I like the and the metal of me. That's how juvenile and nothing this song was. And now check it out. It's called The Unexplained. Cool. And you can get it on Songs in the Garage. Check out we're gonna be in um Chicago Open Air Festival, Houston Open Air Festival, Rock Carnival in New Jersey in October, October first on uh, the main stage. And uh, we're also going to be on Rover Fest in Cleveland. And we're also going to be on the Rock Allegiance in Pennsylvania. And for comedy and whatever, the official JimBrew.com, go on our uh, loud, Jim Brew and the Loud and Rowdy page, wherever. Find us, check it out. When's the Houston one? Is that summer or f- September? Oh, okay, fall, fall. Yeah, check out The Unexplained, which is, um, well, we'll just, I'll let you decide what you think it is. later Mike later thanks for listening if anyone's listening
travelers in time That's a fact we can't change It's your soul that's who you are And your body's just a cage What lies beneath it all? Another day, another life, another way Play the game, it's win or lose It's right or wrong, so you better choose What lies beneath it all Welcome to the unexplained We lay awake, let our thoughts burn up the night We are the chosen ones, but they are the life Break Minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you.